and welcome back to the Green Room Cafe. I'm Johnny. No, <laughs> no you're not. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm John, and I'm here with B, and we're here to look at Chapter 8 of our AI-written novel. Another episode, and a bit more madness. Yep. Um, I hear you have a microphone for sale? Yes, I have got a microphone for sale. In fact, I'm meeting a top-secret meeting in Waitrose Car Park after this session. <laughs> Well, exchanging microphones for money kind of thing. That sort of thing, yeah. I expect to be, yeah, the, <laughs> I expect to see ourselves on TV before too long. What were these two <laughs> men doing at Waitrose Car Park? Looks like money's changing hands. The world's most stupid criminals. Isn't there a show like that or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're sort of, we're equidistant from each other. And I said, well, look, I'm going to the shops. You know, it's all, it's all rock and roll here in this podcasting game. I'm going to the shops. <laughs> So I can meet you then. We could we could do the exchange then. <laughs> Microphone smuggling. Yeah. Mm. But talking of weird things for sale, mm-hmm. I found something f- quite fun um, for sale. Right. And they're basically emergency underpants in a can. <laughs> Lovely. And they're called um, Code Brown Commandos Emergency Underpants. This is not advertising, by the way. No, no. Um, But anyone who wants to buy some, feel free to buy some. (laughs) Code brown. Code brown. Mm. And apparently um, you get it in a little tin and then it says here neatly packaged. Uh Um, So when disaster strikes, you'll be prepared. Well, only if you've got a tin opener. Well, no, I think, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's it's got a ring Maybe it's got a ring No, it's got a lid. I just Ah. had a look. It's got a lid. Okay. (laughs) And apparently it's small and discreet and compact in a tin container. Yeah. And it has a stretchable fit, so it'll fit everyone, even King Flardars. (laughs) Well, I've got got an idea about that. You know, why, you know, okay, tin, fine, but why not just put it in a little pouch or something, a jiffy bag or, you know, an envelope or a box or something? Well, a tin is quite cute, isn't it? Cause it looks a bit like sweets then, isn't it? It's a bit oh, more disguised. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fancy this chewing gum very much. <laughs> <laughs> but you should see my mother's handbag. It's got everything in there that you need. You need it, she has it. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was a girl And she's scout. got underpants with her, actually. She does take <laughs> underpants in her handbag. Not the Co Brown Commando version. No. But obviously ladies' pants. The ladies' ones, yes. She always used to say that you never know where you stay the night, you know, you need to have yes. a fresh pair of underpants. Well, of course you do, and it's also, you need to have a fresh pair of underpants, you need to check that daily, because if you get knocked down by a bus or a car, of course that used to be the parental worry. Uh, if you, you need You'll to get your priorities underpants. right, have yeah. you got underpants, you never mind about your injuries. Yeah, now they're putting the IV drip in, so God, look at these underpants, they're a bit grim, aren't they? I can't imagine <laughs> A bit like Grandolf last week with his care for Fabrice dying. Yes, it is, yeah. But talking of Fabrice, I'm talking about Grandolf, oughtn't we to be getting on with this uh, in the book? A quick sum up um, King Flardos is about to come through the farce hole to mm-hmm. wipe out humanity, and Grandolf yep. has been um, commissioned, what do you call it? Has been Press asked. Asked. <laughs> to save humanity. Yes, he has, yeah. And uh, Together with a drunken hologram called Bob, who likes to sing ABBA. So, listeners, listen on. Brian, do the honours, please. Would you like to please um, introduce yourself? By the way, I just thought I'd mention it before we make a start. I haven't received my money for the last three shows. My agent's not very happy, you know. What do you suggest I tell him? I think the check's in the post, Brian, actually. Don't worry about it. Very well, but if it doesn't arrive soon I shall have to consider my position regarding this project. 
and certainly don't expect much emotion in my performance until it comes. Chapter 8. Let's get ready to Rambo. Sorry, I mean, Ramble. Oh no. Damn it. I mean Rumble. Much more of that, Bran. I'll be looking for that check back again, I'm afraid. You'll have to do better than that. He stopped trying, hasn't he, now that he doesn't get any money? Grandolf stands in the loft. He's panting from the effort of running up the loft ladder. He points a finger at Fabrice, the fake Fabrice that is, and shouts, You're the dumpster. You're barbage. Fabrice says, Uh-oh. Grandolf squares up to her, holding his fists out. He's going to take her down. Back in his acting days, he defeated the baddies in the Sylvester Stallone movie, so this chick here, with her comb-over and handbag, will be no match. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be so sure if I was Grandolf. I reckon she can handle herself, this one. She probably can, because somebody with a comb-over like that has probably found some sort of, you know, resistance somewhere. Yeah, she's probably had to respond to a few (laughs) remarks along the way. Grandolf seems to kind of be confused movie with reality as well. Just because he's defeated baddies in a film doesn't mean he can actually fight. So he's starting to um, lose the plot. Yeah, there's no stunt coordinator here, is there? Fight directors. Yeah. This is going to go very, uh, hopefully a bit, you know, good old fight. But Bob, the hologram, steps between them and shouts, Don't, Grandolf. It's not worth it. Let me sing money, money, money instead. Bob breaks into the ABBA song. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll do it, isn't it? Uh, an ABBA song, money, money, money. Yes, it's confusing, but if the plot's rather confusing, isn't it, at this point? <laughs> But it's not the most soothing song. No, it's not. No, and especially, especially with Brian, you know, thinking he's thinking money at the moment as well. Hope it doesn't put him off his stroke. Exactly. Mind you, I've seen fights break out over all sorts of songs. Yeah, me too. I watched, I watched a fight break out over um, Killing in the Name Off in a, in a pub <laughs> band. They started playing Killing in the Name Off and he yeah. just got... He was in a rough pub. In, yeah. um, I'm not going to say where because it'll yeah, explain yeah, everything. Yeah. But it was, a, it was kind of a rough pub and um, they started playing it and halfway through the song the band had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it was going so badly. Mm. It was getting very aggressive and um, the band stopped for about 10 minutes and sort of asked the people to go down outside and cool off and I think they had a punch up there because there was sort of a bloke like <laughs> tore afterwards with blood oh, on his face. Oh, dear. Oh. Killing in the name of quite literally almost. Well, literally. It's a good song, but I mean, yeah. don't fight. No. Just wait and ask him, you know, to do another song after it. Yeah, they could play, um, I don't know. Money, money, money by ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> Just like here. This irritates Grandolf beyond belief. After all, this fake Fabrice killed the real Fabrice, and that won't be resolved by singing ABBA. He shouts, this woman here killed Fabrice the real Fabrice, that is. And so, a pub brawl breaks out. Fabrice smacks Grandolf over the head with her handbag. Grandolf yells, Oi! You cow! 
God, what's this happening? The Queen Vic or something? You care? Leave it. It ain't worth it. <laughs> he won't put up with that. Time to unleash his superpower. So he thinks trip and fall Fabrice. But she doesn't. The fake Fabrice remains standing and smacks him over the head with her handbag. What the hell? And why is Bob still singing ABBA? Grandolf thinks open wine. Several corks fly through the air, but none of them hit Fabrice. Fabrice clobbers him with her handbag. What the fuck does she have in that handbag that makes it so heavy? Emergency on the pants, that's what she has in there. Code brown commando pants. Oh, those ones in the tin, yeah. Maybe she's, maybe she's yeah. got a couple of tins in there. That's probably why it hurts so much. She's been clobbered around the head with a tin. Grandolf must stop her. Grandolf thinks, unblock toilet. Downstairs the toilets flush. Fabrice smacks him with her handbag. This time, the impact of the bag shakes Grandolf's brain loose. He thinks trip and fall. Barbage, emphasizing the name Barbage. Fabrice stays upright and wallops Grandolf over the head with her handbag. Grandolf is getting dizzy. Why aren't his powers working? I'll tell you why they're not working. He's got so many whacks around the head with that handbag, he doesn't know whether he's coming or going. It's turning quite slapstick. It it? Has, whack, yeah. whack, whack, whack. <laughs> it's not much of, of a pub brawl, it's just like a handbag slap. It is with handbags at five o'clock, isn't it? Literally. Hey? Yeah. Hey? Look it up. <laughs> what was that? A handbags at five o'clock? Yeah, it's a saying, isn't it? Handbags at five o'clock. I think it might be five o'clock. I can't remember what of the hours stipulated or not. I'm going to Google that. That's me Googling it. Aha. Uh-huh. Just as I thought. Just as I thought. Handbags at ten paces. Got the paces You've wrong. got it wrong. Got it wrong, yeah. <laughs> handbags at ten <laughs> paces. Cool. Sometimes just shortened to handbags is a comic reference to confrontation, which is histrionic but doesn't achieve or doesn't involve physical violence. There you are. Actually, and, and think about it, you know, this is fantasy, right? Yeah. So I personally expected swords. Yes, yes. And sabres, but um, they're fighting with handbags. Well, it's a British way. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Sometimes. How many fights with handbags have you seen? Oh, not very many. But they've always been at ten paces, though. Bob shouts, just punch her, for God's sake, then goes on to sing Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting just in case his ABBA song is causing problems with Grandolf's powers. Maybe a bit of Elton will do the trick. Grandolf is about to shout shut the fuck up back at Bob, when he lets his guard down. Fabrice smacks him once again over the head with her handbag. Grandolf stumbles sideways, then trips and falls into a puddle of blackcurrant wine. Grandolf is down. Oh, dear. Now Bob has seen enough. He tries to punch Fabrice, but he's a hologram and his fists go through her without landing. Fabrice laughs. Bob growls. Utter pandemonium there, what on earth's going on? Just a lot of handbags smacking. Yeah, a lot of handbags being flung around, a lot of heads being butted, a lot of Abba, a lot of Elton John. It's a madness, Chaos. utter madness. Say, we, we should have spent a few bob more and bought, a, bought ourselves a decent AI, you know. I reckon this is a budget model. It, well, actually, it, it does show the limit of an AI because Bob is a hologram and his fists, you know, obviously being just photons, they just don't work, mm. don't they? He can't punch her. Good point. But um, 
any author probably would have known that. Well, he should have any known that. Yeah, and AI, AI and a computer. Computer. But Bob should have known it as well. Bob should not even it. try. Yes. He should know he's a hologram and not bother punching her. Yeah, I mean, I wonder does. how Bob moves. That's a good point. You know, does Bob does Bob float? Or does he does he walk? Does well, he he's got three legs, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that metal one must be for something. I don't know what. That's crazy. <laughs> what do they do? Well, maybe we find out. Maybe. Um, yeah. He unleashes his third leg in the fine. Does a big flying <laughs> sort of kick. <laughs> yeah, could, could, yeah, it could be sort of yes, it could be a retractable. Safe today. A retractable, a retractable. A retractable <laughs> this is going leg. down a good road. Let's yeah, just continue. No, yes, this is not going well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Grandolf shakes the wooziness from his brain. He now knows what he has to do. He staggers onto his legs. He holds out his palms and shouts trip and fall Barbage the third. And Fabrice finally trips and falls. You see, I always knew you have to be exact and very precise, and then mm. it works. Yes. Because I had, um, I had a friend once, and she was not precise, right. and she was not exact, and she said she needs a break. And that's what she had, two, uh, two hands and one foot. <laughs> so you have to be very, 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 very clear with what you're either ordering or asking or whatever. Yeah. So, well done, Grandolf. Had to add the third, didn't he? Without that, wasn't going to work. Nope. She would have hit him again with a handbag. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't want that. Let's see if she survives. She too lands in a puddle of wine. Finally, she's down. Grandolf has to keep her down. He runs towards her, but Swilch, Fabry's shape shits herself. No, sorry, shape shifts herself and becomes a floorboard. Classic tongue twister there. She sells seashells by the seashore. He got it wrong though, didn't he? Don't even attempt that tongue twister. No. Well. But yes, he. I won't dare. But no, yeah, he, he did get it right. He. Um, oh, I don't know. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder, did the um, AI actually write it like that about shape shitting herself, or well. is um, our <laughs> Brian just a bit not bothered about reading it right because he's not getting paid now? Or else he's not got his teeth in. Oh, he probably is at that age, isn't he? Well, he does yeah. sound like he's got teeth in. Yeah, well, I, I can just imagine the side of his bed has got a glass tumbler with a set in there. I wonder what shape shitting yourself looks like then. <laughs> Do I want to be... ask that? No, well, possibly. Possibly not. But it, well, you have asked it now, which has made me think, hmm, I wonder what it is. And it's probably... I just, Perhaps you could sort of make little sort of playful characters shape shitting, couldn't you? That could be that, couldn't it? Hey, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Little characters, what? Well, if it was ship shitting, you'd be literally shitting ships, wouldn't you? Oh, I see. <laughs> so it could be like, a, I don't know, a, a little pony or something, or I don't know. Particles. <laughs> Grandolph stares. The floorboard shouts, I'll be back. I'll kill you, Zane. And with a swish, the fake Fabrice, who is now a floorboard, Slides towards the loft hatch where she shapeshifts into Usain Bolt. I'll be back. Arnie, eh? Channeling her Arnie. And then Usain Bolt. I never saw that coming. Yeah, what would you prefer to be a floorboard or Usain Bolt? Well, my immediate choice for escaping from a situation like that would not be to turn into a floorboard. <laughs> <laughs> no, you probably wouldn't. Would it's pretty random. <laughs> she runs down the ladder like a flash. Fabrice. The fake one has escaped. Damn. Oh, well, says Grandolf. She said she'll be back, even if it's just to kill us. 
Grandolf brushes himself off. Now to investigate Bob and his involvement in the case of the mysterious shooting in the bar downstairs. Grandolf marches up to Bob, and shoving a finger in Bob's holographic face, he growls, Bob, did you, or did you not help Barbage kill Fabrice? Never. Then how did Barbage shoot Fabrice downstairs in the bar while in fact she was upstairs in the loft with us? Even Grandolf is losing track of his interrogation. He's never going to get a job at the police, is he, Grandolf? Nope. That's the end of that then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but at least he, um, well, he didn't really make that much sense, did he? No, but I was, I'm trying to keep my, get, get it inside my head as well. I mean, there's an awful lot of sort of very clever plotting going on here, but my God, it takes a bit of keeping up with. Clever plotting and bad fighting so far. Yeah, but how, you know, how did... How did one Fabrice kill the other? Mystery. Mystery. I suppose he'll um, beat it out of him in a minute. <laughs> or he beat it through him. Beat it through him. Waft well, it out beat of him. Through. have to waft it out of him, wouldn't he? He's not going to be able to make any <laughs> physical contact. He start what blowing him around the room. But I thought Bob was drunk at one point, so he's clearly... Yeah, he's sobered up. He's really sobered up a bit, so um, yeah. he could just fill him a bit more, get him a bit drunker, and then he'll just talk, won't he? Yeah, make him blab. Get all sorts of confessions out of drunk people. Bob knows he needs to remain as calm as a lavender flower, or else another pub fight will break out. With his calmest of calm voices, he calmly says, she did it with the help of the fast hole. I told you the fast hole is a rift in space-time. She must have nipped off, shot Fabrice, then nipped back. We didn't notice it because it all happened at the same time. Eh? Grandolf glares confused. Bob rolls his eyes, and explains, the space-time continuum is, but he stops mid-sentence. He realizes explaining the space-time paradox might take forever and Grandolf might never actually understand it anyway, so he says, you don't need to worry. It's just how space-time works. She could have nipped off to do her weekly shop in Waitrose and we would never have noticed. I was getting a bit worried there. He was going to explain the whole space-time paradox. Yeah, well, it's tricky stuff, isn't it? No, instead he went for the simplistic version explaining about Waitrose. Yeah, Waitrose. Did I ever mention great shop, Waitrose? I get a lot oh, of stuff yeah. at Waitrose. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. start advertising again. Oh, sorry, yeah. The dodgy people you meet in the car park at Waitrose? Yes, that's where I have my assignations in their car park. Your dodgy deal. Yeah. Microphone deal. All sorts of stuff going down in Waitrose car park. But yes, the space-time continuum parallel paradox. Not parallax, paradox. Paradox. <laughs> paradox. Do you take those for headaches? <laughs> you buy them in Waitrose. There you go. Yeah, give us a dozen paradox. Got a stinking headache. That's what you're selling in um, the car park. Yeah. I sail up to bit. Here, mate. Want to buy some paradox? And uh, <laughs> keeps me going. You know, have to make money somehow. Let's not waste any more time. We need to save humanity. Now, did Fabrice, the real one that is, tell you how to use the map? Yes. But where's the map? Over there. Ah, yes, thanks. Grandolf fetches the map, and places it on the floor in front of them, then says more to himself than to Bob. Just double tap the first symbol. He does. A holographic app pops up. 
It looks like a logo. In fact, Grandolf recognizes the logo. It's the logo for the local town council. He swipes at it. A voice recording starts. It says, you must go to the local job center. There's a gateway to be found among their files. Find the office of the manager. Find the third filing cabinet from the left. Open the bottom drawer. It opens a portal to Bogner Regis. You must go through it. You must go now. You have half an hour before the portal disperses from that particular filing cabinet from that particular job center. This map app will self-destruct in three, two, one. Hey, now we're cooking with gas. Great plotting here. Story moving along nicely. And it's taking us to the job center, the place to be, quite clearly. Place not to be, actually. I've been there. Have you ever been there? I haven't, but I, I hear there's queues, is that right? Uh, there's queues and there's a, I think it's a sort of a training ground for customer bad service. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be interesting for Grandolf to find the, what is it, the bottom drawer in the third cabinet on the left or something? Yeah, and jump into that and he's going through a portal. Hey, blimey. To Bogner Regis. Yeah, but what about that map? I like that map as well. A talking, holographic, self-destructing map like Mission Impossible. Very. And poof. The app self-destructs. The map itself is still intact. Grandolf and Bob stare at each other. They have only half an hour to break into the local job center, find the manager's office, find the third filing cabinet on the left, then squeeze into the bottom drawer and through the portal to Bogner. If not, all is lost. Well, there you go, chapter eight, and finally things are moving. But they were taking their sweet time, weren't they? Yeah, picking up pace now, though. What's that well, thing they say? Well, it's supposed to be urgent, isn't it? It is. <laughs> yeah, well, it's only taken four or five chapters. What's this thing they say? Eight. It's taken eight chapters. Oh, yeah, well, start them slow, like the Lord of the Rings. None of this crash bang wallop, you know, we're old school here. Well, we have to go now. Yeah, I suppose we do. But you have an, an appointment in Waitrose, do you, with... Um, yeah, I've got, got some more dodgy stuff to f- knock off out there. And um, some farcicles to buy. Yeah, I've got, got farcicles. The box is nearly empty. With milk. Yeah, and of course, don't forget, as you said in the previous show, one of the previous shows, don't forget to cut a hole in the box and you've got your own little farcicle, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and follow us. On all the social media platforms, and like us and do all those sort of things you're meant to do. And uh, we'll be back again, won't we? And most importantly, we'll be back next week for another instalment. Yeah, so hang on to your hats and we'll see you then. Have a good week. <laughs>